What a beauty! G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lekdog, my energy levels are low, football's dead to me and Supercoach is awful! I'm joined by the wonderful Patch whose job it will be to lift the spirits of the podcast and engage our wonderful audience. How are you? Inside of you, Lekdog, there are two wolves. Last week I came to the community full of euphoria as the wolf... On top of the world, I traded in Noah Anderson, who scored 188. Essendon were looking good. Everything was good. And then I come to you this week, community, for my last ever podcast, as in my true form, as a wolf dressed in rags, community, everything has gone wrong. I spent the week espousing the virtues of value, of trading in players who would outperform their price point of not spending big on players. And what did I do at 7.15 on Friday night? I I went from trading Darcy Wilmot to um, to Errol Goulden, and instead I went Will Ashcroft to Jordan Dawson, and I cost myself 150 points and all of the solace and joy I will ever feel again in my life. Lake Dog. I come to the community this week in my true form as the wolf in rags on my hands and knees begging for forgiveness for the gods saw my hubris last week and they cast me down. They cast the bombers down in the second half and then for good measure, they gave me the novel coronavirus COVID-19, which is why I sound like death. How are you, Lake Dog? <laughs> I thought I was going to be the. I thought you were going to be the peppy one this week. That's. I guess I, I'll. I'll bring the energy back. I'll center myself. Ah, oh, mate, I'm all right. Super coach, just a game. Doesn't really matter. I did okay. I held my rank. Uh, could have been better. Uh, it it could have been. It could have been. It could have been far worse. But goodness me, yeah. it's just a nice reminder that it's not all. It's not all happy go lucky. Well, I traded in Errol Goulden. If I had done my sideways moving and all that and trading out day costs like we discussed at the end of last week's podcast, I would have been worse off, even though I still had Dylan Moore score 49 points and continue to be awful for me. But hey, it meant that I got Errol Goulden in my team and Ben King on field again for his, what, third ton in the last four or five Huge. weeks? Let me pull it up. Huge. It's, his it's, third ton in the last four weeks, which is a mm. miracle. Who would have thought Ben King, one of the best cash cows of the year, if you if I'd told you that four weeks into the year, you would have punched me in the face. His scores four weeks into the year, 19, 70, 61, and 23. He actually had lost, uh, he started at 176k, and at one point he was going backwards. Um, but no, look, uh, that's one shining light that I've managed to have him on field for his tons, but Gee whiz, I'm looking forward to him not being on my team and not having to field him. It will be lovely. I mean, we can all draw inspiration from that, really, can't we? No matter how slow you start, there's always the chance to shine bright for a brief three-period patch and then go back to being kind of irrelevant and bad, which I'm assuming is what he will do at some stage. Um, I imagine. I also want to shout out. 
I just I want to shout out. So in the cheat sheet, I said you got you. I essentially said it doesn't matter if he's bad. You have to put Will Gould in your team because how often have we talked about this guy? He's finally on the bubble, and I just want to shout out Bomberman Forty One. On Twitter, his response, 5, 10, 50 years from now, people will ask, did you have Will Gould when his bubble burst? Stand up and be counted. Get the lad in this week and add your name to the history books. Or don't, probably the smart play, laughy face. But ignore that last line. We added him into my team. He scored 46. He wasn't very good. But, gee whiz, it was exciting to see Will Gould tick over having burst his bubble. How do you feel, Lekdog? How do you feel on this historic occasion? I feel alive. There's so much darkness, a little (laughs) bit of light shines through. You've got to take what you can get. It wasn't a great week. We've got to kind of rush through because we don't have a lot of time this week. Um, But uh, there are some injuries. There was a lot of darkness on the weekend, Lekdog. A lot of people had a really bad time on the injury front, um, and that meant people that owned them in Supercoach also didn't have a good time. Jacob Hopper. Out for one to three weeks with a was it a hamstring? Was it a leg string? A, a calf? <laughs> a calf listed a as medium term. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. Very specific and useful information there from the Richmond Football Club. Yep. So he'll be a trade. He's bro- well. He, I mean, presumably he's going to be out for an extended period of time. Break even ninety seven, averaging eighty nine for the uh, eighty seven for the year now. But yeah, he's a trade. There's a few options you can jump up to, but you're going to need cash because he's that awkward 440 price. And while he has been okay, and I will take an average of 87 from a stepping stone, the fear that he would get injured was the thing that stopped people from selecting him. And he's got injured twice now. Hmm. Yes. Um. I, I mean, yeah. It, it was. It was going to happen. He nearly got us to the buy nearly did his job well i mean he got injured the first time but nearly came back and half-assed the job but now he's kind of fallen off the seat um and and none-assed it uh, if you yeah will. He, he gave you 120k and averaged 93 points if you had him on field prior to this round so like that's what you want you just wanted a yeah. little bit more stability but I so, doubt he plays before without knowing before their buy in round 12. So you're definitely yeah, a, a, yeah, a tradable yeah. asset. Thank him for his service and tell him to bugger off. Callum Mills, a lot of people traded him in this week because he was cheap <sighs> and looked good. And he scored four points, Lake Dog. He scored four whole points. And yeah. for those people that traded him in, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, calf, four to six weeks. Really, really disappointing. Yeah, just sorry. And it's like if you started him, you thought off the back of that 100 last week, I think it was last week, that 100, maybe he's turning it around. Maybe I can hold him. I think I even had him in one of the cheat sheets as a hold. Uh, and then if you bought him in, geez, that, that just kills you. So that's he's an and then he's lost, as well. Then he's lost 50K as well right on top of it. I've, so Yeah, and that's the hard part K, about an injury. 470K, that's a lot really painful annoying price to trade around from um so that, that's coming not back good. though end end of the year when he when you know when we're playing super coach finals he'll be break even 164 you might get him at 400k and you just go well at 400k i'm i'm absolutely taking the punt on him but yes that doesn't that doesn't help owners this week no and i think that that will also come with defensive dpp maybe but um yeah i don't know we'll have to wait and see um 
So, yeah, we'll see. LDU, Luke Davies-Uniac, did a calf, a hamstring. He injured himself somehow with a, a muscular kind of injury, um, which concerning, considering that's he's done that again this year already. Um, I, I We don't know the severity of it. I don't know the severity of it because I haven't been reading stuff today. And the AFL injury list is not up to date at time of recording. So, I don't know, monitor, I guess, if it's more than two weeks, think about moving him on. Yeah, he, it's going to be an annoying one because when he does come back, presuming we, he misses time, he's going to be someone people trade into 497k with a break even of 103, so 498k. If he's definitely going to be someone that people are trading into, so you got to weigh that up if you can, if you can hold him for a couple of weeks. But if it's longer than that, yeah, you've absolutely got to bid him. Yeah, and Jack Steele, the last one on my list of uh, blokes that are hurty, um, was iced up. Um, towards the end of that St Kilda Crows game. Um, I don't know if he could have gone on. Again, I, I wasn't paying an awful lot of attention to that game of football um, because I was dying of the novel coronavirus. Well, not dying. I, was having, I wasn't having a fun time um, and passed out instead of watching that game. So I don't know how bad that was. Again, injury list isn't updated. Lake Dog, what are you, have you heard anything, seen anything, know anything? I don't have any more information, but it's the same old story, right? He's a, in quotation marks, premium. So if he misses more than two weeks, you can look at trading him. Otherwise, you just got to back him in. Uh, I feel like they're not going to... St- the only issue with St. Kilda is all of their injuries have seemed to have um, just extended this year. Like They've been two weekers, and they've just been going on and on and on and on. Uh, and then on the flip I, side, you've had like six weekers for Tom Stewart and be like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. There's uh, there's some more positive injury news. I don't know if you've got it in front of you, but Christian Slalem will be available. Christian Petrarca will be uh, a test for round 10, but you'd think he's going to play. Toby Nankervis, not that many people are looking for Ruckman, although I own Raleigh O'Brien, so maybe I will be. Available as a test for round uh, 10, and Darcy Cameron should be back as well, which is very interesting, if he can get into that side. Mm, well, does he, can he Can he get Mason Cox out of the way? No one on the Giants side seemed to be able to get Mason Cox out of the way on the weekend from the little bits of that game that I saw. Um, but surely he comes in with their, their dearth of tools, and Cox looked quite good ahead of the ball, so... Um, he's currently in my side, Darcy Cameron, um, and I'm a big fan of keeping it that way at this stage. And by the um, way, I, I found an LDU quote from Clarkson, which was from the actual game day, said, further assessment required, very unlikely for next round. Not ideal. Well, that doesn't sound terrible, but um, not ideal. Um, DCAM has a break even of 55, so this week he's likely to push ahead of that 500k barrier. You can get him for 494 Okay, this week, if he's named, I imagine they won't push him back through the VFL just because they've got Ash Johnson doing backup ruck, which is not mm. ideal for them. He's just not hes not that sort of player. He's, he's a good player. He's not a ruckman. Um, so I imagine they'll bring him back in. And even, you know, they'd probably split it 50-50 with Mason Cox or Cox might get more of the ruck work. Um, but I still think he's a viable trading option this week, Darcy Cameron, because from here on out, he averages 105 plus. Um, even with a game this week that isn't quite um, quite what we want it. Is that, what do you think? 
Yeah, no, look, I think he's a very viable candidate. Uh, I know he had a f- quite a few weeks off with injury, but we've seen some guys come back, as Sam Walsh springs to mind, who've just hit this, hit their straps and, and gone bang. So I like him. The only question is, and I'm facing it myself, I've got more forwards already in my team than I have forward positions, and he's just another one because you're probably not sitting him at R1 or R2. And I'm looking at like I've got Taranto, Dunkley, Zeeble, Sheasel, Ben King, Goat, Errol Gould, and Connor Rosie, Sam Walsh, who might be a forward, Stephen Ganigliog, like straight away, I've got way too many forwards. So it's just, do you think his 105 is better than what you're going to get somewhere else? Potentially. I mean, with a with a Sheasel, you can swing him back. Um, or I think we would probably have to get rid of him at some stage. I think he'll tire. I think yeah. teams will start paying him more attention. Um but that's it's a, break a even's uh, 87 this week, Harry Shees. I know I'm jumping around, but so he need a score of 88. Last time he had a break even that was quite low, uh, quite high, he did hit it. I think it was after the Gold Coast game scored 53 and his yep. break even was 100. He scored 107. Yep. So we know um, he can go big. We know he can go big. That game will also drop out of his average, like three round average that affects the price by the time we're looking to trade him. I don't think you'd be looking to trade out a bloke averaging 100 before the buyers um, at this stage. So I think we we hold and then make that assessment at the other end, depending on who's around. So I think you're you're holding him there. But it is a valid point. And then you think about, you know, look at Sam Walsh, someone that might get DPP. We've been talking about Zach Merritt playing a forward role this week. Max Gorn slated for a forward role. And honestly, against Port Adelaide, he could score 200 this week against Bryn Teichel. And they had Sam Powell Pepper in the ruck instead of Jeremy Finlayson this week, um, apparently, according to the Herald Sun guys. So I, I don't know what to make of that. But, yeah, it's a valid point. You do have to think about that and start thinking about the buyers a little bit as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's very much a horses for courses situation at the minute. But uh, is there anyone you have your eye on to trade in Black dog in terms of premiums. We'll talk about premiums and then we'll go to rookies in a little bit. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Patch. I I haven't done a whole lot of looking at this week in in terms of value propositions. There's guys I would like to look at, but this isn't the week for it. I'm talking Lockie Neal, Rory Laird, those type of guys. Matt Rowe's an interesting one. Obviously, the second best player at the Gold Coast, third best player at the Gold Coast Suns, or fourth best player at the Gold Coast Suns, obviously Levi Casbolt, Ben King, and Noah Anderson ahead of, of him. Uh, but he's he's an interesting one, how long it's took out. I don't think he sustains the scoring with Took in the side. So I don't know. There's not – this seems like a tough week in terms of looking for value. And the guys I would like, like a Darcy Parrish – are out injured for an extended period of time. Obviously, I don't think the injury had come through when we spoke last week. He was a real prime target for last week. Since then, he's been ruled out for six weeks or something with a with a calf. So is there any major value that stands out to you? I have one name, but I don't want to pick him, uh, Jordan Degoe. Yeah, Jordan Degoe is a good one. And the, the problem is I, I'm, looking, I'm in the market for midfielders, and I think a lot of people are in this boat because I've been – waiting for midfielder to drop in price, waiting for your Lockie Neals, your Rory Lairds, and they just kind of seem to fluctuate a little bit. They're not quite at the point where I reckon we can pick them off. And that's why we've had guys like Errol Goulden um, and, you know, all these forwards are like, oh, I can grab him, I can grab him, I can grab him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm with you on Matt Rowell. I, I love him. 
He's my boy, but I don't think he sustains it for the rest of the season. He's not going to have 17 tackles every week. I still really like Tim Kelly. I've spoken about him a little bit um, earlier in the year. Had 132 on the weekend. Has Hawthorne this week. Um, I, I don't know. I just think 520k. He, he could go 105 plus on the way home, but again, I'd I'd rather wait and pick off somebody who's very cheap. Um, and I, again, the value is in the forwards and in the backs this week, I think. Who, who's, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there's a, instead of a Tim Kelly, and let's say he, we think he's going to average 105, I'd almost rather go like someone 50 grand cheaper, like a, a Lockie Whitfield's tunned up, well, he's had 99 on the weekend, but tunned up for the last three weeks at 470k defensive flexibility. Dustin Martin, Damo's talking about mid-forward mm. at 461k. His last three scores, well, let's call it four scores because that fits the narrative, 82-81, but a 113 and a 109. Like, I'm not going to trust Dustin Martin. I'm not going to pick him. But in terms of, if you're just looking at value, particularly with a hopper coming out of that side, he is someone. But yeah, the, the midfield, even though I desperately want midfielders, doesn't excite me this week. No. I, I, I look down back and... You know, we've still got Will Powell, only scored the 81 on the weekend. He's still 539k. James Sicily at 540 is probably about as low as he's going to dip for the rest of the year. Um, Sam Doherty is still affordable, 94 on the weekend. You mentioned Whitfield, who I think is a good trading option. But the one I'm really interested in this week, like, is Darcy Moore averaging a 111 yeah. from his last three and his last four, uh, 101, 111, 112, and 110. Um, which he's been freed up a little bit more. He's been able to, to do a bit more behind the ball with a few more players back. But you look at the start of the year and, you know, 92, 85, good. 45, 68, bad, 88, and then into that run of four tons in a row. So when he does have to play that real real lockdown role, there is the risk of the role change. But if he's playing the role he is now, he's really, really good value um, from here on out. And he's just, you know, opposite of Jordan Goa. He's just a likable guy. Yeah, uh, he's I, he's one that I've looked at just doing some research for the for the cheat sheet. Carlton, he's going to score about 130 points this weekend. Then he's got North Melbourne. You think, well, he, he won't score against North because they won't get the ball forward. Last three scores against North, 130, 97, 101. Then he's got West Coast, which he, he does have a bad history against in terms of scoring, but any kicks forward, West Coast is going straight to him. So you probably, at the very least, I think you've got three really good games in a row that are going to sort of cement his value and cement his point scoring. Whether he can sustain it or not for the whole year, I don't know. But the 500K, I quite like him as a bit of a pod, 3% of teams. And by the way, can we just admit, with the exception of one player, that the 550K defender is dead and not ever speak? Not that we're doing content next year, Patch, but I will not hear of anyone picking someone 550k or more in defense next year or up forward yeah look yeah yeah it depends on who we get up forward sometimes you get you know like a josh dunkley who pretty pretty hard to argue I, against i did yeah, forget from, about dunks he i feel like he shouldn't even count he legally shouldn't even be allowed to be in the forward line no the the, the players where you're like how how did you get that position that doesn't seem right um but yeah outside of jordan dawson they've not quite uh, done what they wanted him to do. Tom Stewart at 600k is about where you'd want to pick him up, but again, that's still 600k. That's a lot of points, um, and he's still still got a break even 129. But against Frio, he he may well reach that. Um, he's very good at football, 
Um, so he's one also with a really nice buy um, if you don't have him. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, if we look back at the midfield, do we just do we just try and cough up and get some of these guys? If you look at, you know, some of the guys that are a bit underappreciated that aren't quite as sexy, um, but you look at, say, Christian Petrarca, who scored 148 on the weekend. We spoke a little bit about, looks to be hitting his traps. Tom Libertore, incredibly underrated season of football, 141 on the weekend, averaging 118 for the year, if you don't mind, in 4% of sides, tearing the house down. Caleb Sarong at 600k feels like a lot to play for, a lot to pay for a guy that hasn't played an awful amount of football, but 114 for the year, he's looking like he can do it the whole way through. Do we just have to pay up for these guys? I asked somebody trying to desperately justify my decision last week in hindsight. I mean, short answer, yes. Long answer, maybe not those specific examples. I'd prefer guys that, I mean, actually, Libertoria is proven, but I'd prefer guys that are more proven than Sarong. He is currently the best midfielder playing for Fremantle, but I don't know if that's sustainable. Libba uh, obviously is Libba and is very good. Um, I just don't like many of the options at that price point this like this week. I just don't. Like, I guess I bought in Walsh a couple of weeks ago. He excites me a bit because he's scoring despite butchering the footy. So he's someone above single pay that I could look at who hasn't dropped below 106 this year. So... He's someone, but everyone else around this price mark, the ones I'd be recommending are the ones in everyone's teams. Yep. Yep. I mean, Walsh as well is 125 break even, so you can get him again next week for just a little bit more than what he's going to be this week. Uh, exactly. Um, at, at worst. So, yeah, no, it's fair. It's a fair point. Um, well, I mean, having spoken about that and then having, let's look at the uh, the rookies to trade in this week. Um do we just not trade? Because the rookies aren't exciting me either. Well, look, the thing is, and people are going to be screaming at their devices, there's so many injuries and question marks this week that people are going to have to trade. I'm going to have to trade uh, Jacob Hopper. People are going to have to trade Kellen Mills. So we, we do, we will need to trade, but you're right, it doesn't feel a great week for it i just last week there were some obvious ones golden if you didn't have him even though everyone had him and again like he's probably too expensive now but he's another one if you didn't have him get him this week because he's going to jump well above 600k but yeah there's not a lot of cash gen options so let's look at the ones that we do have we've oh, sorry, got just before but just before oh, we you go there, liam, liam baker is another one i'm interested in from richmond at 473k um, with 102, 115 in his last two and has five tons for the year. But sorry, we're getting distracted. I just thought I'd mention him. Um, yeah, no, rookies no. to trade in. Um, Bailey Humphreys, top of the list. <laughs> Bailey Humphreys, 113K. Yeah. Um, Who's played six games already and gained 28K for the year, is projected to go an extra 50K after scoring 117. Got the rising star nom. Mid forward, I hate the elevate. I hate, 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 hate the elevated price point for rookies. But if he basically shows up, he's pretty much guaranteed fifty k. So you need to just ask yourself if the trade is worth that. Yeah, Artie Jones, by the way, just similar boat, two hundred fifteen k break even, negative thirty four. Finally, 
I've, for four weeks, I've been saying we should trade him in as a rookie prized option. Finally, he scored a 92, and now he's probably out of reach. But they're two guys who have played heaps of games but still have a negative break even. Yeah, which is it just feels like one of those years. I I wish I'd jumped on Dylan Williams, even though he was the elevated price point. I couldn't quite squeeze him in and didn't feel brave enough to, to move it around, and I probably should have to swing some different trades to get him in. But, you know, Humphrey, at least for maybe the next couple of weeks, is you know, playing more of a, a mid-roll, had a, a bunch of centre-bounce attendances um, on the weekend. But also, they were playing West Coast, like Dog. Mm. And uh, West Coast are, if I can just consult my notes, uh, they're bad uh, yes, this year. No. That, uh, so, that checks out with my numbers as well. Mm, um, so that's, that's something to keep in mind. He's also been the sub, I want to say more than once, but I can't, I can't, Confirm that off the top of my head. The brain fog is is hitting Can't real, real good. Um, but yeah, he's got we scores have... 39, 38, 43. Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah. We, we do have a number of guys who are actually on the bubble or slash subble. So Harry Sharp, mid 124K for Brisbane, break even negative 37, had a 68 on the weekend. You see, he's he someone you're going to trust, Patch? I No. No, I've I've trusted Harry Sharp on the bubble before, and then he got dropped, and we never saw him again. And mm. I, yeah, that Brisbane side worries me. He he might be a good young kid. He scored sixty eight on the weekend. I like the cut of his jib. Mid only also doesn't excite me. I've got a bunch no. of mid only dead rookies already. I don't need another one. Um, yeah, I just Danny Rich is still to come into that side. They're quite good yeah. at football. That side, I yeah, I don't know. It doesn't excite me. Yeah, Sam Butler on the bubble. We're not picking him. One hundred ninety seven k. Just not not going there. But he is on the bubble. Oliver yeah. Dempsey forward for Geelong. One forty eight k. Forty nine on the weekend. Break even to twelve. He's on the bubble. Probably not picking him either. Nope. Nut Blake Drury played his second game on the weekend. And Lake Dog, what did we tell people last week? Don't go we early thinking, on rookies. Mm, and what did people do? Went early on rookies. And what did what did Blake Drury do? Scored 17 points. He did score 17 points. So don't tell us that we didn't tell you so, folks, because we told you and he did the thing. Um, so the... Tom Berry is one that's on the bubble that we thought was going to be sort of a lock before he got injured preseason as a sort of F8 type player. 48, break even negative 34, expected to go up 30K. He's something It's not totally exciting and you're not going to want him on field, but if you want a playing emergency forward only <laughs> rookie on the bubble, he is one of them. Yeah, I mean, Jack Bytel... Uh, oh, sorry. Um, he's got a few players to come back in, no Ainsworth, um, to come into that side. And there's one other, like, Gold Coast forward that will play at some point. Um, I can't remember his name because Brain Fog, and I, I, I'm using that as, as a catch all excuse for being bad at remembering things now. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly trust him. I did uh, let the Freudian slip of Jack Bytel on my list slide through there. Uh, he's lost. 40k for the year, having been mm. the sub quite a lot, um, four times. He scores this year, Lake Dog. 71, 10, 14, 8, 16. Is this a man you would want to trade into your supercoach side? It is not, 
I've got another one I don't want to trade into my Supercoach side that's on the well, bubble. What, what if I told you Jack Steele might miss games of football? Uh, uh, maybe. What if I told you his break even is 42 and also cursed? No. James Chartis is the other one, or Cheetus or Chartis or Cheetus, I think it is. Cheetus. Mid forward, he's been the sub a couple of times, 13 and 24 he scores for the year. He's on the bubble, but for clarity purposes, I had to list him. Basically, yeah. outside of Tom Berry, I don't like anyone. Now, Francis Evans as well has come in and played Willie's Rioli role, Willie's Rioli's role after Jordan Ridley um, was mean enough to run into Rioli's fists. Um, and I don't think he plays after Rioli's back or he goes back to being the sub. So... He's one forty-five k break even of negative six. Probably not an option. Berry's, I don't know. I don't like Berry. I don't hate Humphrey because I think he's he's got at least another week or so of a decent role. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he might be the one that I'd value, but I I don't know. I don't like any of them at this stage this week. Um, Blake Drury's every chance to get dropped. It feels bad. It feels bad. It's a bad week, and I think we should be pretty much looking at just trading injured players if we can't hold them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. As for trading players out, you know who which rookies are in your team. You know which ones of them are doing bad and need to go. You know which ones of them are probably right to keep. You don't need us to sit here and tell you that. Um, and that's probably all we've got time for this week, Lake Dog. It is, yeah. It's all we got time for. Most rookies that people would serve in their teams have low break evens because they seem to have relatively okay games. So, yeah, there's, there's certainly no one that is a must trade uh, that I can think of. Patch, it's all time we've Last time yeah, we didn't well, hear from you for a while. Yeah, well, well it's the last yeah, time. Well, yeah. Potentially ever. Um, it's yeah, the last time big. we'll be interacting in this particular format um, on this you know, particular. Yeah, podcast, which is very sad. Thank you for being here for, what, how many years have we been doing this, the two of us? I have no idea. I want to say maybe like five, on the podcast, like five or six. Five or six on the pod. It's been a lot longer mm -hmm. outside of that. Um, so thank you for putting up with my nonsense. Thank you for doing so much work behind the scenes. You're an absolute gem of a human, and I love you dearly. Thank you very yes. much for putting up with my nonsense. Community, likewise, thank you for putting up with my nonsense. Um, I'm going to do a quick little monologue and thank you for all making the Jock Reynolds website the, the best place on the internet. Um, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, um, it's been lovely. You're all lovely people. Um, and, yeah, no, thank you for hanging out with us and reading our stuff and listening to our stuff and watching our stuff. And it's been a goddamn pleasure. Um, anyone that's ever listened, thanks. What I mean, why, but also thank you. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, but no, that's, that's about all, all this wolf in, in rags and, and with a COVID sniffle has to say for himself at this stage, uh, well, other you've, than. You've been a big know, part of a lot of people's lives, mate. You're a big part of this podcast and this site and We've made some really good friends through it with both the community and the people who are on it, and you're a, it's a credit to you. You're an awesome human being. Thank you for joining. We will do something on this podcast feed at the end of the year. When you're back, it'll be something. I don't know what it'll be, but it will be something. So don't it'll unsubscribe a, community. 
It'll be a something. I will be back. I mean, Lek will be here for the rest of the year. The mailbag yes. will be yeah, here. That's the other the thing. Year. I will still um, be here. <laughs> um, the smarter, you know, the, the smarter one of us will still be here. So, uh, but look after yourselves, be kind to each other, and, uh, and go Bombers. Go <sighs> Blues. <laughs>